Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Really excited to dive into something a little bit different than what we've covered in the episodes previous. First of all, I'd like to thank those that have taken the time to give me a five-star rating. Every time you do that, the unicorn's born. And for your reviews and all your kind words as well. Also, through Facebook and Instagram and email, people have been contacting me with different questions. So please continue to do that. My link on how to contact me is in the description of this show underneath. And I want to make sure that these podcasts are relevant to you and answering the questions that you want to know. So a few people have been asking me recently about birds and they're noticing more birds around, which is quite interesting. So today I wanted to dive into all things with wings, Uh, not just birds, but other things as well. And I'll elaborate that as we go through the podcast. So animal wisdom is a really interesting thing that I've been fascinated with for a long time. I was blessed to grow up in uh, the bush in the hills of Western Australia, where bird life has always been very abundant. You can always hear birds throughout the day and often throughout the night as well. Now, what has happened for me and also, you know, many people around the world is have noticed that we can learn different things from different animals. And this is often known as the animal's wisdom or their medicine. And we can even have animal guides or animal totems and that type of thing. How this works, or how I like to describe this in a really simplistic manner, is just like we look to people who are successful in life and go, if I mimic them or learn from their lessons, then maybe I can be successful as well. We can also look to animals as a teacher or a guide of what we can do to be successful. So, you know, we think humans are the superior species, we've built houses, we've got electricity, we've got the internet and all those different types of things. However, if I was to pop you in the middle of a desert or in the middle of a jungle for a couple of weeks and leave you there by yourself, when I came back, I'm sure you wouldn't be doing so well. So every other animal on this planet that we share this planet with has found a way to thrive. And sometimes when those animals come into our awareness, they're there to teach us a lesson of how we can adapt our behavior and thrive in a different way. So animals can come into our lives in a couple of ways. First of all, they might keep appearing in your life. Now, this can be the actual animal appears. So you keep noticing an animal or that type of thing or a recurring message from that animal. So it could be you keep seeing it on television Or maybe you're driving to work and you notice a new billboard with that animal on it. And then um, an ice truck or something like that. Or, you know, different, like with a penguin on it. And then you have to go get a tuxedo for a wedding you're going to and it's called Penguin Formal Wear. And so like, oh, why do penguins keep popping up? What's the message there? What could I learn from penguins? So on. So that's one way. If the animal world is trying to reach out to you, similar to how angels do, Spirit guides do all that type of thing, normally through symbolism. And as we open our awareness, it's like, oh, okay, 
that's coming up for me. Even Oracle cards. There are some amazing Oracle card decks out there that, you know, you can go, what animal guide do I need to align with? And what can I learn from the animal kingdom at this point in time? Now, sometimes the animals reach out to us. In other times, we can reach out to the animals and ask for them for guidance. Now, that can, again, be through an Oracle card and go, okay, what do I need to learn? Or you can close your eyes, you can meditate, and you can allow, either invite a certain animal to come into your meditation or ask the animal kingdom, please present the animal that I need to connect with. And, you know, I like to visualize my little sanctuary that I've got when I do this visualization is, you know, I'm in the middle of the forest and it's around clearing. And in there is where angels will come or guides will come or I do all different types of things. So it's good to always have a bit of a sanctuary where you can escape your spiritual realm, where you're safe to do whatever you want to do in that spiritual realm. So today, as I said, I wanted to talk about the winged ones, things that are of the air. Now, you may have heard that there are four magical elements of fire, air, earth, and water. So our zodiac signs are divided into those uh, different elements, and we see that reoccurring in lots of different traditions, um, especially European ones, where we have those four elements. So let's talk about the element of air. How do you feel when you get some fresh air? What happens when we can't think? What do we do? We go outside and we get fresh air. So the air realm is to do with the mind and the intellect. If you think about your Geminis, your Librans, and your Aquarians, they're quite often in their head. In fact, they often say with Geminis that Geminis would rather talk and think about sex and actually do it. That's how you titillate a Gemini kind of thing. So, you know, air is all about the mind. Now, when we think of birds and things with wings, what do you think of? What are some of the words that come to mind? A key one that comes up over and over again is freedom. So we've got this idea of air, the intellect and the mind, and freedom. And a lot of the time, freedom is a perception. Are you free or are you constrained? Is that a reality? Or is that your perception that I don't have any freedom, I'm losing my freedom, I'm free to do what I want and that type of thing. And often we can change our uh, our experiences in life by looking at our mindset and set the fi- when we set the mind free we're free to do whatever we want so I wanted to dive into a few animals or, or a few winged animals that have been coming up recently for people and let's look at maybe why those animals are appearing more so one that I've noticed a lot of and a lot of other people seem to have as well are crows and ravens. Now, there are slight differences between the two, but I'm going to group them together today as these big black birds. And crows and ravens can hang around for a couple of reasons. First of all, being a black bird, they're kind of like black crystals. Why do we use black crystals? Because they absorb low vibration, unwanted energy. So crows and ravens are often harbingers or collectors of negative energy they take it away so i remember a story of um a, a, one of my students i was teaching at the time and she was telling me how she just separated from her partner it'd been a rather kind of hurtful separation 
she was had to move into a new place by herself and she remembered that every morning she'd get woken up by the ravens calling outside. Oh, that's my raven impersonation. Anyway, um, and, and that was just part of the new house and she was just like, oh, not nothing. One weekend, a few weekends after living in this house, she went and saw a healer who did some really quite epic work and was able to kind of free her from a lot of that pain that she felt that she was still carrying from that breakup. And what she noticed the next day is there were no ravens anymore. Their call had gone. It was as though their work had done. They'd taken away that negative energy and gone. Interesting that they're appearing a lot at the moment. We are in an unusual time with the pandemic and different countries are lifting or clamping down or changing the way that we're reacting to this pandemic. But I think we're all looking at how um, what is no longer serving us and what we don't need to do as much anymore and where a lot is coming up. And so crows and ravens are probably working overtime to help take that energy and remove that out of our lives. The other great thing, when you look at one of their feathers, they're black. But when you rotate them, you've got a flash, a kind of a sheen in them. And so this is connected to something that's called the void. Now, the void is a space, a spiritual space, where there is nothing. It's empty. But in a void, there is also all possibility. Because nothing has taken form, or nothing has come into being yet. So what happens is the crow or raven in our meditations can take us into the void. And that can be as simple as emptying your mind. And then once you find that stillness and that kind of darkness in a way, I don't know if you can hear at the moment, there's actually a raven flying around outside. I'm not sure if it's coming through the microphone as well. Um, But once you go into that dark space, that's when new ideas, flashes of inspiration come, like the feathers of the crows. So they're very much to do with inspiration as well work beautifully with crystals such as labradorite. Again, a dark crystal, but has that flashes of light, flashes of inspiration in there as well. So you can use that crystal to help align with these teachings. The other thing is, crows and ravens are messengers from the spirit realm. We see, you know, I remember in Game of Thrones that they would send a raven to send a message that, you know, they're known as messengers on that practical level. But also there are a few animals Ravens and crows are one, foxes are another, that are said to go between this world and the spirit realm. They travel in between and they bring messages. So, if you're finding crows around, spirit's trying to tell you something. When you hear the crow call or the raven call, what are you thinking? What's happening right now? What do you need to be aware of? What needs to be let go of right now? These can be different messages of crow or raven in that type of way. So, when a bird catches your attention then that is a great time to go, hold on, what was I just thinking then? What what do I need to be aware of in that type of way? So another bird, an Australian bird that comes up um, and, and catches me a lot, is the kookaburra. Kookaburra, of course, is famous for its laugh. And one thing I do want to point out, I live in an area where there are two kookaburras that I'm within their territory because I see the same two kookaburras flying around again. Does that mean that that's my guide or they have a very special message? Not necessarily. If you see pigeons or horses every day you drive to work, that's just because they're around in your environment. But it's when they catch your attention. And for me, I see the kookaburras around, but they catch my attention normally when I'm inside and it's when I'm being really serious. I'm focusing on something, I'm you know, oh, it's stressful, I'm adulting, I've got all these important things to do and I've let the joy go. 
And Kookaburra reminds me of the power of laughter. We often talk in life and say, there are three, you know, love and light, love and light. We always talk about those two things. But I actually think there's a third. I say there's love, there's light, and there's laughter. Think about that for a second. Anything you can laugh at has no power over you. It helps you lift your vibration. If you're having a rough time with a person or a situation and you can find a point to laugh at it where it becomes ridiculous, it loses that heaviness, that real dragging down power of you. If you have an argument with someone and it gets to that point where it's ridiculous and you both burst into laughter, it cleans the air and that type of thing as well. So kookaburra for me appears when I need to lighten up, when I need to be a bit more joyful and that type of thing. What I'll then do, obviously we can't have these animals with us, but we can use other gifts of nature such as crystals and oils to bring in that energy. So crystals such as purple spurite and purple scapolite are really good for kookaburra medicine or wisdom. And I also really like litsia, which comes from a purple berry. Now, litsia is renowned in Asia for helping to, when you diffuse it, it cleans the air. It's good for air pollution and those types of things. I find living in the hills, one of the things people like to do is I like to burn off all the fallen leaves and that type of thing so it can get really smoky. And I'll pop litsia in my diffuser and it helps, for me, it makes it easier to breathe. It feels like it's cleansing the air for me. So what an oil does physically it will also do metaphysically. Think about laughter cleanses the air, takes away awkwardness, takes away all that tension and that type of thing as well. So it brings back that laughter kind of energy. So Litsia to me almost has like a teenager whatever kind of energy. It doesn't care because it is above all that. At the end of the day, anything that we're worrying about, I want you to look, think about what is the date right now as you listen to this podcast. And then I want you to go back exactly one year And I want you to think about what were you worrying about exactly one year ago? And my bet is you have no friggin' idea. And that's my point that when we're in the middle of that worry, it seems like it's the center of the universe. But when we step out of that, we realize that, no, it doesn't matter that much anymore. And so Kookaburra can be a really nice reminder of that. So let's have a look at some of the biggest birds in the world, the eagles, the hawks, the falcons, you know, found around the world. And I am generalizing today. When we're talking about eagles, there are lots of different eagles. There's sea eagles, bald eagles, wedge-tailed eagles, that type of thing. You can get into the more specifics, but I just want to kind of give you a bit of an introduction. So when you see an eagle in the sky. So eagles are renowned to be, they are able to fly very, very high. They take those big um, hot air wind strips or whatever they're called. I don't think that's the right term for it. And they fly up close towards the heavens. So eagle is renowned to being associated with deity, great spirit, the universe, God, goddess, whatever you want to call that. And so when eagles come around, they are messengers from the gods. Often, eagle helps to carry our message to the gods. So one thing to remember is that we need to to work with the universe, we need to be clear with the universe what we want in our messaging, in our wording, in our thoughts, in our actions. And so when eagles around, it is, I am here to carry your message to the universe. What do you want to know? Eagle also reminds us that as we unfurl our wings, we can lift up into the sky and we can become our full potential. So it is very much about rise up 
come out of that fear. Eagle works really well with the crystal seraphonite, which is associated with the angels, uh, very much about getting our well-being sorted, our physical well-being, so that we can rise up and rise above fear, combined really well with lemon essential oil which I love to have a bit of doTERRA's lemon essential oil. I have one drop of that in my first glass of water in the morning. Um, I just find it really helps my digestive system feels a lot better after I've done that. Um, but it detoxifies energetically as well. And it's like radiance and sunshine shining through my body and getting rid of through all the stagnation, all the heaviness, all the density and that type of thing. So eagle is very much about rise up. So when you see an eagle. Now, when you see a hawk, they're normally bringing the messengers back down from the universe. So if you see a hawk, what is spirit trying to tell me? What is the great spirit trying to tell me? What is the universe trying to tell me? What do I need to be aware of right now? So these and these birds are very much about communication with spirit because they fly so high. And then we have the falcons. Some of the, you know, the fastest flying, but also flying very high as well. And when we have these birds of prey, what we have is the, they fly up high. And so what do they have? They have a bird's eye perspective. So when these birds are around, they're often encouraging us to take a grander, bigger look. So whether that is, okay, I need to stop worrying about the small stuff and focus on what my bigger, more spiritual mission is, or do I need to look at something from a different perspective? And so falcon works really well with the crystal falcon's eye, which is a blue tiger's eye, works really well with Siberian fur essential oil. And so falcon is really good for helping us kind of get a, a broader, bigger perspective. Maybe the message might be get some more opinions, ask some more people. How can I look at this a different way? How can I try a different approach and that type of thing? So those are our birds of prey. They're, they're messengers up to spirit world and bringing it down as well. Remember, we get that freedom coming through again, that freedom of being free and rising above all the small stuff and also looking at things in a different way. So these are our birds of prey that are obviously around during the day. And then we have our bird of prey at night, the beautiful owls. So owls appear throughout stories and fairy tales and mythology in all different countries around the world. And what kind of words come to mind when you see an owl or when an owl comes up in a story? Quite often, it's wisdom. Now, what I love about owls, what fascinates me about owls, is that when they fly, they make no sound. They're silent. And often, when they're hunting, their prey has no idea that they're going to get caught until those talons, those claws have grabbed hold of them and they're at the end, unfortunately for them. So Owl teaches us about wisdom and wisdom comes through silence. We learn very little when we're talking. When we're talking, a lot of the time we're just regurgitating something we already know. But Owl teaches us to be quiet. There is a, the goddess Athena, it's what Athens was named after. And Athena had an owl that sat on her shoulder. Athena was already revered and honoured for being a wise goddess. But then she had her companion, the owl, that would notice and tell her anything she missed as well. So when owl appears and grabs your attention, or if you want to work with owl, the message, shut up. Listen. Notice what's happening around you. And that's where we learn. To tune in to Owl, I'll reach for Lavender and Amethyst. 
a crystal and an essential oil that promote peace, quietness, and slowing down. Now they stimulate the crown chakra. And the crown chakra is our energy center at the top of our head that is associated with our spirituality. And they stimulate, they bring more energy into that center. And that might seem like a bit of a contrast there because I'm talking about stimulating something and relaxing. But how we grow spiritually is not by doing more. That's our physicality. It's by doing less. And so Al encourages us and lavender and amethyst, slow down, be quiet, listen, and see what opens up for you as well. There's this beautiful quote that I I wish I could remember it off the top of my head right now, but it's something along the lines of the wisest man is the one who speaks last. Because what happens is so many people want to throw their opinion in, have their two bobs worth, love the sound of their own voice and that type of thing, and they don't know the perspective of everyone else in the room. When you stop and listen to everyone else, you can then share your message and share it in a way that is considerate and will be well-received knowing the stance of everyone else. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've made a joke or you said something without knowing that that's going to upset or offend someone in the room because you just didn't know? And you feel really bad at the time. The idea of letting everyone else speak allows you to get a really clear perspective of that. When we communicate, why are we communicating? Some of us are communicating just to get it on out there, just because we want, we love the sound of our own voice. But if you want to communicate to bring out change, to actually bring influence, then make sure that what you're saying is going to be well-received. It's not about the expression of it, it's about the, recep- the reception or the receiving of it in that type of way as well. So this is what Al is very much about. Be quiet, listen to others, find some time for st- silence, some stillness, and that is where the true wisdom and spiritual growth will come. Now, of course, we normally think of birds as being something that flies, but do all birds fly? No, there's plenty that don't. And one of my favorites that does not have the ability to fly per se is the penguin. So can a penguin fly? Well, not through air, not through the element of air, which we've been talking about so far, but they fly through the water. So penguin is an amazing bird that can help us to navigate our emotional realm. So when you're feeling stuck in your emotions or overwhelmed or that type of thing on an emotional level, this is where Penguin can be a really good guide. Penguin works really well with a crystal called Quantum Quattro. Quantum Quattro is a stone that was found in Namibia in 1996, and it's five different crystals growing together. It is one of my favorite crystals. It is malachite, dioptase, which is a bright, radiant green kind of color, You've got chrysocolla, which is a soft robin egg blue, and you've got shadokite, which is a deeper blue, and it grows with a bit of brown or black smoky quartz. Amazing emotional healing crystal. Really helps you to get over whatever you're stuck on. It was interesting that it came out, it was discovered, it unveiled itself to humanity just before 2000. The message of Quantum Quattro in a nutshell is, it doesn't matter what's happened to you in the past there are some more important issues that need to be done now. 
when you think about it, think about the new age, think about spirituality. And a lot of the time we, we can dedicate a lot of our time to ourselves. It's selfish. You know, we want to balance our chakras and we want to heal our inner child and we want to do our past life work and then we want to find out who our guide is. And it's all me, 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 me. Quantum Quattro has that message. We need to get over the fact that your mother was nasty to you when you are young or that you had a rough time because these things were actually to build you to who you are now. And I now need you to go out there and make a big difference in the world because that is what we need in that type of way. So Penguin can really help us with Quantum Quattro. I love oils like Cypress, which is very much about letting go of the grief and getting back into emotional liberation, being free of our emotions and not having them hold us back, letting go of that baggage and that type of thing. Of course, things that fly, things that have wings, are not limited to the bird family. There are other things like bat. Bat is, you know, many different bat species will hibernate during the day or, or hide during the day and often in caves. And so when they fly out in the evening, this is seen as a rebirthing, rebirthing out of Mother and so um, out of Mother Earth. And so bats are often seen as a rebirth, a symbol of starting again, starting fresh. So if a bat has come into your perception recently, then how can you be reborn? Works really well with like azurite or azurite, a vibrant blue crystal that is often associated with the priest and the priesthoods in Atlantis and in ancient Egypt. It was reserved to only being used by the spiritual elite. So if bat or azurite are coming up for you, it's about stepping up, being a spiritual leader. And the fact that you're interested in listening to the blessed journey, interested in spirituality, is it time for you to maybe step up? In a way, how can we lead by example and not only just sit in our kumbaya circle with our fellow brothers and sisters interested in spirituality, but how can we make a difference to the people that aren't into spirituality, that are struggling in the world? How can we make this accessible? One thing I'm very big on, especially in my books, is trying to use language that is plain and simple and so that it's understandable. It's not this elitist, oh, look, I can use transcendental kind of sacred geometry down through the light bodies, liquid matrix kind of what on earth is all that language about? Do you know what I mean? Let's make it simple. Let's make it accessible to everyone so that we can all rise together. In one of my last episodes, we talked about Lemuria versus Atlantis and Lemurians believe that we all rise together. We're only as strong as our weakest link. And so that idea really works well with what we've been talking about right now. Now, the final winged creature I want to talk about that a lot of people have been noticing is the butterfly. And I did talk about butterfly in my first episode on why 2020 is a good year. But butterflies are a rebirthing or a transformational animal as well. Because what they do is they start that caterpillar and then they go into their cocoon and then they come out as that beautiful butterfly. However, There's a difference between a butterfly and, say, a frog, where a frog just grows its legs as a tadpole and jumps out of the water one day. That cocoon stage, and that's what I'm calling 2020, the cocoonia, is going into the darkness and facing the darkness. And so if you're finding butterflies around, it is telling you that freedom and even paradise and everything you want is nearby, but you must face your demons, and the darkness first. Now, the darkness isn't evil. The darkness isn't bad. The darkness is a shadow. It's the unknown. I want you to try and do a little head twist here. 
we talk about light and dark. Light is known, accepted, embraced, understood. Darkness is unknown, and that's why it's scary. That's why it's fearful and that type of thing. When we're not sure, it brings up fear. But that is also where the best treasure is. That's where the growth is and that type of thing. So Butterfly is inviting what's coming up. We've got three retro, major retrogrades have happened in the last couple of weeks. We've got Jupiter, we've got Venus, and we've got Saturn, all in retrograde. It's bringing up some interesting things for people. Deal with it. Don't just cry and eat too much chocolate and you know get your winter body or your, your pandemic body on. How can you rise above all this? Be free. And remember, it's all in the mind and, and our thoughts and what we're telling ourselves and what we're listening to and the content that you're absorbing um, all will have a big impact on that. So those are some of my favorite winged animals that have been coming up for a lot of people and I've found been of interest and have something to represent. After the break, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into some more colorful birds because I'm a Gemini. I like color, and we're going to talk about the chakras and the colorful birds. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. Today we're talking about things that have wings and the wisdom and the energy that they can bring into our lives and how we can use them to find a bit more freedom. And often they appear in our lives to give us a different message as well. Now, when we're talking about freedom and transformation and change, we often think about what's happening out there in the world. How can I change the outside world to make myself happier? But as we know, like the famous saying, we must be the change that we want to see in the world. And so if you want transformation to happen, it's not about changing your partner or your kids or your job or all those different things. It's about finding that transformation within. Have you noticed that when you leave a relationship or you leave a job and go into a new relationship or job, you're still there. And if you don't change, the same problems will probably come up as again. And one of the great ways, you know, how do we tackle inner transformation? There are so many ways to do it, but one way that I find really accessible and really um, easy to kind of comprehend and focus on different aspects of ourselves is looking at the chakras. Now, often we see the chakras, there's seven main ones. There are some other ones that we can dive into at a later date, but there are the seven main ones. They resonate with the seven colors of the rainbow. They run up our spine, starting with our base chakra at the base of our spine and our crown chakra at the crown of our head. And as they go through, they each govern a different aspect of our lives. Now, we often think of these as balls of energy, and that's how we'll visualize them. And you can use different crystals and different essential oils to bring these balls of energy into um, balance. But I want to propose a different idea. Since we're talking about things with wings and birds and that type of thing, freedom, openness, that free flowing of energy, you know, that's the thing we love about the wind is you can't capture the element of air. You know, try and capture it in your hands, it will still find its way out and that type of thing. So if you're wanting to bring a bit more um lightness into your life and into how you're dealing with different chakras and things like that then let's look at different birds and this is what i love about the bird world is there are so many different colors of the birds in the bird family that we can find a bird for each of our chakras and i wanted to share as an example the birds that i like to use for my chakras and this is just an example and then the fun for you is you can choose what birds you want for your chakras as well 
Let's start with the base chakra. Now the base chakra is at the base of our spine. It resonates with a red color. It's about our sense of safety, security, and how we deal with the, the changes in life. When we have a balanced base chakra, basically we're able to adapt. Now the bird that I love for the base chakra is the red cardinal. I'm gonna be honest with you, I have a slight love affair with the Red Cardinal. I get the chance to go back to North Carolina where my partner is from. We visit his parents normally each January. And of course, it's winter there and the Red Cardinals are around. And I am like an excited six-year-old. I will run down the street chasing a Red Cardinal just to keep watching it and that type of thing as well. Love the vibrancy. And what I love about the Red Cardinal and why I love using the teachings of Red Cardinal, not only its vibrant red plumage to resonate with that energy center, but we know that many birds like to migrate when their weather gets cold, but the Red Cardinal sticks in there. He's not a migratory bird. And so he teaches us when times get tough, when it's a bit cold, when it's a little bit frosty, hang in there and connect to your passions and your why and why you're doing what you're doing and let that keep you warm in the coldness. So a really good kind of bird of resilience, a small bird, but still a bird of resilience and really good for the base chakra. Now, as we move up to the sacral chakra, of course, this is just below our belly button. It's an orange chakra. It's due to creativity, intimacy, birthing new things, feeling comfortable around other people and that type of thing. And the bird that I really like for the sacral chakra is the robin. Robins symbolize spring, new beginnings, birthing new things, and a joy in birthing new things. For me, as a creator, as a writer, an author, a teacher, I love coming up with new things, new ways to share information, new ways to learn different things as well. And so this this Robin energy um, is beautiful for that kind of like the excitement of a new spring, a new day, all that type of thing as well. So I really like to work with that type of energy when I'm looking at my creativity and anything of balancing the sacral chakra. Okay, moving on to the solar plexus chakra. Now, we know where this energy center is. We feel it when we get a sudden fright. <gasps> Someone said something and went, ooh, and we feel it. Just below our chest, it's where the base of our sternum resonates with the color yellow. And I often refer to this as being like your sunshine chakra. And sometimes we hide our sunshine away from people. Often when we're stressed, we become huddled over and we, it becomes a cloudy day. And so the bird that I resonate for me with the solar plexus chakra is the hummingbird. Hummingbird is one of the lightest birds, if not the lightest bird in the world. And it's an amazing bird because it can do something really special. It can fly stationary, directly backwards, up and down. Can't see too many birds doing that. Hummingbird teaches us when we lighten up, we can do the amazing. And hummingbird being often a nectar feeder, looking for the sweetness of life. So when our solar plexus chakra, which is about our confidence, our sociability, getting out there, empowerment, self-worth, all those types of things, lighten up, look for the good stuff, don't get weighed down. And so that's why I really like hummingbird there. Now we move to the heart chakra. Of course, this is about love, our ability to give love and receive love. Love can even be interchanged with the word value, giving value to the world and also receiving value from the world as well. And often we can get a bit limited I find, or this can be a challenge for me, in how much love we're giving or where we want it from or what we want. We don't open up to that. So one of my favorite birds 
is the Bajuga. It's a native bird to Australia. Uh, you may have seen Bajugas in a whole range of colours, but they're naturally green. Every other colour is a natural mutation from that, and they've just bre- continued to breed that to get that whole rainbow of colours. Do you want to know a dirty secret? I was a bit of a nerd as a teenager, and I used to breed Bajugas. Yep. So I do have a bit of a love affair with Bajugas, but I love the chattering, the sociability. They are a parrot. And parrots are absolutely amazing. What do we know about parrots? Is they vocalize. So when we're talking about this freedom, this opening up of the energy center, bringing in a parrot that resonates with the color is absolutely perfect. So I love Bajuga for that. Now let's move up to the throat. Now I switch my throat between two different birds. The first one is the blue and the gold macaw. So macaws, part of the parrot family again, self-expression, big self-expression. Also, you've got that gold. Gold is a healing color. Blue is communication. So we have communication and healing through our communication, getting it out. I have a tendency to bite my tongue. I like to try and keep the peace. And so blue and gold macaw teaches me to, no, no, get it out there. Bring it up. Have a talk about it. Let's sort out that type of thing as well. So they're really good, but I also love the um, the blue wren. Uh, blue wrens, we find them around where I live and kind of south of where I live as well. Wrens are very bouncy. They're like finches. They, they move around a lot. And so I like that agility of communication as well. So as everything I do is pretty much the spoken word or the written word, being agile with my words, blue wren helps me with that. Now, Moving up to the third eye chakra. This is an indigo-colored sphere of light. It's to do with our, some people say intuition. I like to say intuition plus our intellect. So combined, it allows us to understand how the world works so that we can bring our spiritual inspiration and actually apply it. A couple of birds I love here. Because I'm a big fan of the parrots, have you ever seen the bird, the hyacinth macaw this is the largest of the macaws i've only seen one um in real life it was in i think it was berlin zoo and again i was a squealing little kid i was so excited so majestic so graceful and powerful as well so really great for that bringing in that understanding and that confidence of i am in control of my own life and i know what to do very much uh hyacinth macaw has this presence of almost like a king or a queen, very regal. And I know, I know it's right. And I trust my intuition. I trust my wisdom to guide me along life. Now, when I want to work in a bit more connecting with guides or angels or that kind of thing, I love the J's. So you've got your blue J, which many people are familiar with, and another cool J called the Stella's J. Now, both of these, what make these birds quite cool, is they have this kind of crest on their head, and it's almost as though that is reaching up to the heavens. It is bringing down that divine knowledge into the third eye chakra and channeling that through. So you've got them. And then, for my crown chakra, the bird I use, occasionally kookaburra, but majority, is the bird is called the violet-backed starling. Now, unless you're driving at the moment, Jump over and Google the violet back styling and check out how stunning this bird is. It's the most vibrantly violet bird I've ever seen. And it really is. It's a social bird and it's very much about joining and creating a spiritual community, which is something I'm very passionate about as well. So have some fun with that. Sit down, think about all your birds that you like. You don't have to match the colors exactly like I have. You might go, Kookaburra, 
might be a good one for Crown because lighten up with my spirituality, not get too serious in that type of thing. So have a play around and, and you can even visualize yourself. A meditation that you could try is try visualizing yourself as a tree, stationary, grounded with your feet being roots going into the ground and then your branches reaching up to the spiritual realms as well, balancing spiritual and physical. And then on your branches, near your chakras, these different birds land and bring in their energy, bring in their um, their wisdom, bring in their guidance and that type of thing as well. Or you can just feel that bird's energy around you, live its lessons when you're working on one of those chakras. And of course, there are oils and crystals we can use to bring each of those in balance and harmonize with those birds and that type of thing as well. The final thing I wanted to share with you today is since we've been talking about all things with wings, I wanted to talk about angels. Now, I notice. Over the last few weeks, some people love angels and some people are a bit hesitant with angels. And I think sometimes what might happen when people think about angels or try and connect to angels is what happens is it brings back maybe some stuff from the past of maybe you're growing up in different religions and that angels are sometimes connected to a certain religious denomination or um, thought or philosophy and that type of thing as well. What I've found over the last few um, decades is angels have stepped slightly away from that. They still play a role. They're, they're mentioned in books like the Bible and so on, but they, they don't have to be. What you'll notice about angels and why I recommend and like working with angels, why would you work with an angel and not with God, goddess, spirit, great spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call it? Think about many of the angels' names. It ends in what? E-L. And that E-L means of God. So you get like friend of God, rock of God, lion of God, all the different um, angels, and that's what their names translate to. Why would work with an angel and not with the overall being or the universe is we're specifically working with a part of that energy. So instead of eating the whole cake or working with the whole cake of the universe, we're tuning into the loving energy or the protection energy, or the confidence energy, or the leisure energy. Does that make sense? So we all know Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel. We hear about them quite a lot. But it is believed that there are around 60,000 different angels that have been recorded. Some have had interactions with many, many people. Some have just worked purely with one person and had a really strong relationship, and so that's been documented. But I wanted to introduce you to, just briefly... Four other angels that you might want to dive into a little bit more and find out a little bit more about that might be something that you can align with. What I love about angels is they give us a personification of the energy. So do I believe, for example, that Archangel Michael is this big winged being who flies around and appears at the end of your bed and tells you different things? Not necessarily. Because from what I've read and my experiences about Michael is different people see him in different ways. So he doesn't have a fixed form. But if I tried to get you to conceive an energy that you don't have many much experience with, it's like try and visualize a color that you've never seen before that's beyond our spectrum of red to violet. You can't do it, but your, head, your, your mind always does somersaults trying to work it out. So being able to personify and give colors and traits and different things allows us to tune into the energy and I guess communicate with that energy as well in different ways. So four different angels that might be of interest to you depending on how you're handling life or what's coming up for you in life at the moment. So the first one 
is Angel Raguel, R-A-G-U-E-L. He is an angel of justice. He makes sure that everything's fair, and often he's traditionally being called to make sure that, you know, if you've got any legal disputes or things like that, that he comes in and sorts that out. But what I've noticed, he's been coming up in my readings that I've been doing for um, for people recently, um, as people where there's an imbalance or an unfairness in relationships. Now, often um, we find that we can, and the fact that you're listening to this podcast would suggest that being a spiritual person, you might be quite a giving person. And sometimes we give, 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 and we're not so good at getting back. And we can even get into romantic relationships or other intimate relationships where there is this inequality. And this is where Raguel's been coming up. There is a fine line, and I definitely haven't mastered it myself, between compromise and sacrificing something that's important to you. Compromise is going, hey, we can watch what you want to watch on TV tonight and I get to choose tomorrow night. Sacrifice is going, you just get to choose because it stops the arguments every single night. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the time, finding that balance between asking for what's actually important to us and being being a bit of a human doormat can be hard. And Raguel is a really good angel to bring in, to guide you on go, hey, 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 that's definitely not fair. On a global scale, Raguel is great for bringing in equality. So any minority, whether it be women's rights, racial rights, gay rights, religious rights, um, anything, Raguel helps to bring justice as well. Raguel's crystals, you can bring in like red jasper, is very much a good harmonizer and balancer. You can also work with morganite, which is a bit of a high vibration crystal. And my Raguel blend is combining geranium, which is about balance, pink pepper, discernment of the heart, and sandalwood, balance between physical and the spiritual. Now, how many drops of that do you put in your diffuser or a rollerball or an aromatic dressing? Up to you. As long as you've got one drop of each, mix them all together, go with what appeals to you, and you'll be bringing in that regular energy. Okay, Chamuel, C-H-A-M-U-E-L. Now, I think I mentioned Chamuel a little bit in All About Love podcast. He's an angel of love. But he's not, you know, there are romance angels, there are soulmate angels, there are all these different ones. Um, and, and go back to that episode if you haven't listened to it, if you really love, want to get into angels of love. But Chanuel is very much about embracing love and forgiveness and harmony. He wants the whole world to get along. And this is a bit of an overall arching theme at the moment because this pandemic has brought the world together and the divides are becoming more obvious and almost deadly in some different ways. So Chanuel is about forgiveness bringing in um, that pink ray of light down to earth, that loving energy, and also going easy on yourself and being forgiving of yourself. What are you beating yourself up about? What are you penalizing yourself about? Why are you not allowing yourself to have the best life because you believe you don't work, uh, you don't um, deserve it? You know, what messaging do you, have you adopted from the past that you've gone, actually, no, nope, because my mum told me I wasn't worth it, then I'm not worth it. And I'm going to keep re recreating those types of situations and scenarios in my life. This is where um, we can call on Chemiel to help us love ourselves. He's a bit of a self-esteem angel as well. So manganocalcite, sometimes just called pink calcite, is a soft pink calcite, and calcite cleanses away hurt, pain, it promotes forgiveness. So whether there is an obstacle of loving yourself or an obstacle of loving someone else, we can reach for pink um, or manganocalcite. 
If you want a higher vibration crystal, go for pink petalite, which enshrouds you in a bubble of love and makes you feel very, very loved. My chamois blend is combining geranium, again, that fairness and that opening up to trust as well. Magnolia, which is very much reassurance and forgiveness. And rose, which is about dropping conditions or expectations on others or ourselves in order to let love flow as well. Again, quantities of each, leave that up to your own discretion. Next, an angel of protection. Now, often when people are looking for protection, they look to Archangel Michael. He's out the front with his fiery sword, get out the way and that type of thing. However, there's another angel who tends to hang around me that I really resonate with, and his name is Jehudiel, J-E-H-U-D-I-E-L. Now, for me, I sense him as being tall, slender, and wears black, very black. Now, again, remember, black is not evil. It's just the unknown, but he's an angel of protection and how he works, you know, when you see a celebrity being pushed through a crowd of fans and the bodyguards behind, out of the way, please, out of the way. That's Jehudiel. He will help to clear your path, but he's also known as the angel of work and encouragement. And if you're working with Archangel Jehudiel, what he'll do is he will clear the path, but he does carry a whip or a cat of nine tails, so he'll whip anyone's ass who gets in the array. But he'll also whip your ass if you don't keep moving, so he keeps you moving along your path. He resonates perfectly with black tourmaline. Black tourmaline is great for removing obstacles from our past so that we can keep on moving along it as well. So he's absolutely amazing with black tourmaline. If you want a higher vibration crystal, look for azurine. A-E-G-I-R-I-N-E. And that's really good for clearing away blocks. It's probably the best emotional blockage remover that you'll find in the crystal world, as far as I'm concerned. It does grow with charite, C-H-A-R-O-I-T-E, which is a purple crystal. You see a little bit of black in it, and that's azurine, really good for that as well. My Jehudiel blend, Copaiba, for knowing oneself and being clear of oneself. Juniper berry, removing fear. And Ravensar. Ravensar is an amazing cleanser of things that hold us back as well. Again, play around with those three oils and make your Jehudiel blend. And then the fourth angel we're going to talk about is Jophiel. Jophiel is the means beauty of God. And Jophiel helps us to see beauty. Now, that doesn't mean just spotting a hottie in a crowd. That means seeing beautiful in everything. Now, Ram Das was an amazing teacher who passed away recently. And there's this passage where he talks about he went walking through the forest and he looked at each tree and tried to understand how it had grown to be the way it had. That one had twisted and, and gone a different way because it was trying to get through to the sunlight. And this one had been struck by lightning, so it had kind of fallen off to the side. And he understood why each tree had grown to be as it had. And then he went walking through the city and he tried to apply that same practice to people, trying to treat people like trees and understand why they had grown to be the way they had. This is where Jophiel can help us to see the beauty in each person, to see the beauty of the story, of the struggle, and to see the beautiful in the ugly. Jophiel also helps us to see the beauty within us when we can't see it ourselves. So an amazing self-esteem angel as well. Jophiel tends to resonate very much with yellow and golden colours, works really well with like golden fluoride. Jophiel's also a bit of a feng shui angel, gets everything in order so it can run beautifully and is aesthetically pleasing. And I often find that the state of our house is the state of our mind and the state of our lives. 
So Joffe will help you get everything beautifully set up in your life as well. All the Virgos will be getting excited about that. Um, sorry, Virgos didn't mean to pick on you in the last few minutes of this episode. Lemon quartz is great as well. Um, Celestite is a beautiful crystal that actually awakens, helps us to rise above consumerism and capitalism and material gratification and find true beauty and fulfillment in life. Works really well with Joffiel. And in the oils, Kananga, which is very joyful kind of oil. And if you don't have access to Kananga, Ylang Ylang would probably be a good substitute. Grapefruit which grapefruit helps us to see the beauty within us and especially the beauty of our body and cleanses away thoughts that don't honour our body temple. And then rose, again, letting go of that expectation, rising above that and seeing something for who they are, not who they are not. So there are so many different things that surround us with wings that promote freedom, growth, expansion and rising up above all the trouble. 2020 is a year that is full of challenges and full of struggles and at some point darkness and unknown and fear. And I just want you to pay attention to what's happening around you and what has wings. Whether it be a bird that keeps calling or catching your attention in real life or in you know symbology, somehow oracle cards, signs, pictures, hearing it, all different things like that, mentions of it, that type of thing, sporting teams, catching your attention that are named after birds or that type of thing. What is that bird trying to say? Or the angels, whatever you connect with. This is a great thing about the universe is it finds a way to give you the message in a way that you can understand. If angels are your jam, run with them. If you're more of an animal person, run with them. If you love both, fly with both of them type of thing. If you're interested in finding out more about these animals uh, or these angels, this is something I've been doing a lot on my YouTube channel. I have little videos that go for between 10 and 15 minutes that dive through a lot of the things I've just touched on in this podcast. So please check that out um, and have a look at, at that as well. How I decide what I'm going to talk about each week is based on what I have in my own life, happening in my own life, what comes up in conversations when I'm doing my private readings, when I'm teaching my online classes, questions that come through from social media. My, If it's coming up in my life and for people around me, I'm hoping that it's happening for you as well. But if there is something specific about crystals, about oils, about animals, angels, the universe, a whole range of different things, anything that you're interested, maybe something you'd like me to expand on that I've touched on in one of my other podcasts, please reach out to me. My my details on my link tree take you to all the different avenues, whichever you want to um, contact me via. And if we can bring that into content for another podcast and expand on that, if it's happening for you, it's probably happening for other people as well. So let's all grow and evolve together. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.